0: at the end of the day, uh, you can't have all Boy Scouts. And and what you have to do is you have to do your homework on each individual case. And we've done our homework. We've talked to an awful lot of people. We brought him in. We talked to Richie. We told
1: Richie what we'd expect both on and off the field. And, And we expect him to adhere to that. Vegas Nation, presented by STN Sports Mobile from Station Casinos. Hey everyone, it's Heidi Fang here along with our Raiders beat writer Michael Gilkin who is live in Las Vegas on this Friday afternoon joining us for another edition of the Vegas Nation podcast brought to you by STN Sports Mobile, Station's Casino. And as I said, it is a beautiful Friday out here in Vegas, Michael. And Your
0: definition of beautiful. Beautiful. It's 107 degrees.
1: <laughs> well, I've got to spend most of it indoors. So and I've been binging Last Chance U all day. So it's <laughs> it's been like for me not so bad uh, as far as that but how have your travels been here
0: it's great uh, it's incredible the last time i was in las vegas was in january shortly after the season ended and i saw what the stadium site looked like then you wait six months until the last time you visit Las Vegas, and it's incredible the difference between then and now. You you can see it, and it looks like an NFL stadium is coming. It, it looks like it's on schedule. and It's one thing to read that it's on schedule and to hear that it's on schedule, but when you actually see this building being erected from dirt, it's – pretty remarkable, so the the home of the Las Vegas Raiders is, is certainly taking shape.
1: And so you did get to do a tour there today?
0: I did not, oh, uh, I okay. hoped hope to, but I wasn't able to swing it, wasn't able to pull it off, but. Hope, just the,
1: from the outside, you got to take from it From the look. outside, yeah. unfortunately, yep. Whenever I pass by that, I'm awestruck, and I can't believe the progress that it's made, in just the, so it seems like a short amount of time. I know it really hasn't been, but it seems like the the way everything is built up now, that they're just ready to put in the roof and the drywall and then just get going on that thing. I mean, it's like... Looks almost like it'd be on track and everything and on time. So good that you got to drive by that. If you ever get a tour, please let me know, because I'd love to get in there as well. I haven't had a full tour. I got to be outside for the draft picks, but that was as close as I've gotten so far. Definitely. I will let you (laughs) know. Cool. All right. So we are going to get into some of the news here with the team. We also have some uh, hard knocks discussion that we'll get into HBO covering the Raiders training camp in Napa, where the team will be virtually under the microscope throughout the entire duration of training. Training camp, And for this podcast, you can find us online at ReviewJournal.com slash podcasts. And also subscribe to Vegas Nation on any platform that you find your podcast on. Drop us a comment. Let us know what you think. We'd love to have uh, your feedback and let us know what you think about the podcast. And you can also download the Vegas Nation app from the App Store and follow all things silver and black at VegasNation.com. All right, Michael, big news breaking here with the team uh, as far as the guard position goes. Richie Incognito suspended for two games. This kind of shapes up now for the training camp battle between Denzel Good and Richie Incognito to see who will be the starting guard come week three. Uh, What is going on with Incognito and uh, how did this all come about?
0: Well, this was expected. The Raiders signed Richie Incognito, former Pro Bowler, 35-year-old, someone who'd been out of the NFL for the entirety of last year with the understanding that there was a good chance, a likelihood, a probability that he would be suspended to start the 2019 season. This is because of multiple incidents that occurred last year. There was one May incident at Boca Raton gym, I believe, and then there was, uh, after which he was admitted for uh, mandatory mental evaluation. And then uh, there was another one in uh, in the summer, uh, following his father's death, uh, Richie Incognito went to a funeral parlor and uh, said a lot of outrageous scenes, including the mentioning of guns in his vehicle. And indeed, police arrived and found said guns and again as with the first incident the concern was this is a man with issues mentally and when someone is dealing with those sorts of problems it's about help it's about structure it's about resources and so rich incognito was out for the entirety of the 2018 season in large part because he needed to figure out long before incognito the player could be be successful, how incognito the person could get on track. And so uh, the Raiders figured that the sort of things that happened last year probably weren't going to happen without some measure of recourse related to NFL discipline and indeed with the two game suspension that is the case so they're not shocked at all with the news that came friday that incognito will be out for the weeks one and two against the broncos and then the chiefs Uh, their focus is what it has been all along since signing incognito which is to give him the tools that he needs to be successful off the field so that he has a chance to thrive on it denzel good He suffered an injury in the spring that limited him. We didn't really see him in OTAs or mini camp. Instead, incognito in his very first practice and and thereafter, he was the first team left guard this training camp it's expected that Denzel Good will be back in the swinging of things and his reps will reflect incognito situation which is to say that we expect to see a lot of Denzel Good at first team left guard. But don't be surprised if we do see a rotation there early in camp where they give both veterans a chance to show that they deserve a stake at that job post week two. So Good has a fantastic opportunity. He can be terrific in training camp, in the preseason, in weeks one and two, and render Richie Incognito a reserve. But if Incognito impresses, if he shows to be in the form of somebody who made three straight Pro Bowls between the 14-15 and 15-16 no, and 17 season with the Buffalo Bills, if he's in that form, he's right mentally there's a good chance that he starts 14 games uh, this season for the Raiders, or at least will have that opportunity should he stay healthy.
1: How do the Raiders go about being proactive when it comes to his uh, mental state of mind, his mental health? What does this team do? What can they do to maybe try to prevent the incidences that Incognito has had in the past?
0: They have staff members. They have a, someone who oversees player development in their building. Uh, they also have clinicians you know, who are based in the Bay Area that come to the facility. Incognito has met with at least one such person uh, in terms of a clinician, uh, General Manager Mike Mayock has said, and that began very early in his tenure. Uh, There was honest conversations, Mike Mayock said, that he had privately with Incognito before he was signed to a one-year low-risk financial uh, contract. And those contracts that they held in close quarters were about, you know, what do you need as a person right now? Where are you mentally uh, with the treatment that you have received? And so um, those uh, conversations, those questions produced honest feedback and answers from Incognito that made the Raiders feel confident about, okay, this is a guy we wanna sign. The Raiders keeping in mind this was a need for them. They traded Kelechi Osemale in March to the New York Jets. Uh, that reason, uh, the reason behind that move was because Osemale missed more games to injury than the Raiders thought he should have. More time missed than they felt the actual injuries warranted. Essentially they felt like he quit on the team. And so they moved on from him, upgrading a draft pick and doing so, and now had this pretty mammoth hole at left guard to fill. So they were open to the draft as being an avenue to fill that. that didn't work out. You know, they went else in other directions. And thus, after the draft concluded, they took a hard look at free agency, saw what was there. More importantly, saw what wasn't there and decided, you know, Richie Incognito, if this guy is right mentally, uh, could he be the answer? And they feel, obviously, that that is the case that he can be so he's in the building but uh he won't be on the field weeks one and two he will be allowed to practice in training camp he will be allowed to participate in all four exhibition games but uh, we'll see really what happens his role on this team has yet to be defined but Raiders are hoping that he is their starter or maybe even better yet a younger Denzel Good shows that incognito is not needed because Good has a handle on that job.
1: And as we get into training camp, of course, everybody, I think, is aware by now that HBO's Hard Knocks team will be out there covering every inch of the field, every place that a player could possibly go uh, as the 90-man roster whittles down there's going to be a lot of positional battles but um, I took to Twitter to ask some fans some about who they want to see featured most or what storyline they think will be a focus of hard knocks and at mr. m7 his uh, name goes by mr. Marcus 7 wants to know about the depth of the O line like how much depth is there on this offensive line. I mean, I think it's an understandable concern, especially after last season. There was a litany of injuries that caused a lot of shifting around um, and a lot of pressure on these rookies that came in, uh, like Colton Miller, for instance. And he was playing through injury after injury, week to week. So with the suspension of Incognito now, and then this battle already coming out with he and Denzel good for that position. When you look at the starters, well, assuming these people are all going to be starting, um, who, I guess, do you think or where do you think the the least amount of depth might be and where they might be able to get stronger?
0: I think right now, overall, the depth is good. And the depth is good because it's July, and injuries haven't happened yet. Your depth gets tested uh, in August, it can be, Uh, in September, and, and as the dog days of the season roll on you have injuries that pile up. And now, as an offensive line room, you need to respond to them. Um, but here, as we stand in Las Vegas long before, not long before, a couple weeks, less than a couple weeks before training camp begins, it, it looks good. You know, so just to run through the offensive line, we'll start with the starters. Colton Miller at left tackle. He looks stronger. He's more experienced. You mentioned riddled with injuries last year. I believe he had three different MCL sprains to his right knee. There were times where he should have, have, shouldn't should have been anywhere near the field, yet right. he was out there. And so it's easy to criticize a guy for allowing, say, three sacks in a game, but uh, it's, it's easy. It'd be much easier for him to have stayed at home and nursed that grade two MCL sprain. Uh, but instead, he gave it everything he had because the Raiders had no tackle depth uh, last year. So uh, that's Colton North left tackle left guard with incognito out for weeks one and two denzel good is slated to be there Rodney Hudson, who is due a contract, and we'll see if that happens before training camp. We'll see if it doesn't happen, Should you know what he decides to do. Does he continue to practice? Does he hold out? We don't know yet. But Rodney Hudson, as, uh, otherwise as, as solid as you could ask for, uh, the best pass-protecting center in the NFL uh, going into the final year of his deal. Uh, right guard Gabe Jackson, someone who dealt with a partially torn pectoral for the brunt of last season He played through a fractured elbow, I believe it was, or fractured, which was a torn bicep. It was something absurd late in the season where he finished a game that he shouldn't have finished, and then he ended up mercifully being placed on injury reserve. But we haven't seen Gabe Jackson 100% since he signed – that lucrative contract in 2017. So uh, he's healthy right now, and that's a huge upgrade, even though the Raiders didn't make a move at right guard. They expect to be a lot better at right guard if Jackson can stay healthy. And then the big move at right tackle, Trent Brown, the highest-paid offensive lineman in NFL history. He gets $36.25 million, fully guaranteed, in the first two years of that contract. Big deal for the Raiders to sign him because what that does It impacts the depth. Instead of Brandon Parker being your right tackle, now Brandon Parker is your swing tackle. And so we saw in the spring throughout OTAs and mini camp, Parker would be standing, watching, taking mental reps as the first team offense was on the field, and then he would be rotated in where he would play right tackle for a snap, uh, you know, subbing out uh, Trent Brown. And then the very next snap, he would spell Colton Miller, flipping from right to left tackle just to get into the habit of being a right tackle on one play and then on a given notice being left tackle. And so that's the situation this season. If everything holds up, Brandon Parker will start games on the sideline and then should Brown or Miller need a breather for whatever it may be, he's ready to step in at right or left tackle at a moment's notice not knowing which it is until told Uh, so that's tackle situation guard and center is where it's going to be interesting to see if there is a drop off and if so how much there's a drop off to what the raiders had last season last season they had the luxury of john feliciano someone Mm -hmm. with experience someone who's just got this real swagger he's just he's he's a guy where during joint practices with the detroit lions in august you ask yourself, is there going to be a fight today? <laughs> yeah. And then the second thought is, if there is, it probably will be John Feliciano starting in. He just had that edge about him. That's how he plays the game. He's no longer with the team. As a free agent, he went to the Buffalo Bills, and so in response to the Raiders, signed Jordan Davey, a former interior lineman for the Kansas City Chiefs. He plays uh, some center. He's a primary backup there to Rodney Hudson, and he can also fill in, if needed, at guard. And so those are, you know, with Incognito there and Denzel Good, we'll see how that situation. But that's, that's eight names that the Raiders – will have in their minds in terms of these are the guys who will be with us for, for, for the 2019 season. And we'll see beyond that. You know, There's other names like Denver Kirkland. Don't know if he makes a team. David Sharp needs to show a lot more. They want more okay. consistency out of him. Kind of go down the list. Uh, but it, it remains to be seen who can push to be a ninth guy or you know a tenth guy, you know there's a back end of that where the Raiders want to see more. But um, overall, those are the that's the offensive line group that the Raiders are counting on for this season.
1: And most other people assume that Antonio Brown will be the big storyline that the Raiders are going to follow him around. But another interesting storyline, and the reason I've been binge <laughs> watching Last Chance U all day, is the contagious personality of Ronald Ollie. Uh, I just can't believe this life that he's had from the time he was five. I don't want to give away any no, spoilers. You, no,
0: give it away. Well, we're, I mean, we're, 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 we spoil for HBO. That's us. <laughs> we're not going to hold back our coverage because HBO and NFL films are going to tell stories every every Tuesday night. It's so what, what's the scouting report on Ronald Dolly?
1: Well, I think that he, at the young age of five, he had to grow up really quick after, mm. sadly, he had uh, this murder-suicide situation with his parents. and
0: was the father who.
1: Yeah, the father that shot himself, and, and the mother, um, I believe, was shot. Uh, aunt tells the story in um, Last Chance You that. The mother was shot by the father during an argument, the father tries to elude the police and then he shoots himself. So he lost both his parents in a single night and then trying to grow up from that and become this figure, uh, almost like a just, uh, he stands out naturally He's a natural leader, the way that he presents himself and the way that he carries himself and everybody in his town where he grew up just looks up to him. and to see how far he's gone the coaches all say about Ronald Ollie, this guy can go as far as he wants to with the talent that he has and so I think the main thing with him was a maturity and growth and kind of figuring out who he is in his own being comfortable in his own skin and I, I think you know maybe at this point it's been five years later since then um he was undrafted. I think it was the Ravens that had a look at him first and then the contract fell through. Now he's with the Raiders. So can he make this team? I don't know but from what I've been watching obviously what I'm watching is a documentary about a community college football team so the level of player that he's developed into I haven't yet really seen but I think that we can expect a lot of good things from Ronald Ali and that he's going to fight all the way to trying to make that 53-man roster don't know how far he'll get but you know with these undrafted guys sometimes you see these sensations that come out and step up but has he grown has he become mature enough is he willing to do that work because it seems to be something that stands out in this documentary it isn't that he's lacking in football work but that he's lacking and going to school and he's lacking with putting the commitment in so
0: he's yeah he's had a, a harrowing journey and i've heard him describe in interviews where he, he talks about how you know how is he so positive? How is he so effusive of just his charisma and and just the way he approaches life? And he talks about how I didn't really have a traditional childhood in terms of just like having fun and just happy-go-lucky, so I'm that fun-loving, happy-go-lucky personality today. And... He's a guy where, obviously, we're going to see plenty of him on NFL films because, obviously, you can't help but root for someone who's been through what he's been through and has found a way to make it to the NFL, um, despite the lack of, of structure and other aspects of just... It's it's, it's pretty incredible that he's here. Um, does he have a, a real, legit you know, realistic chance of making the Raiders' 53-man roster? No. No. Um, does he have a chance of impressing and perhaps making the practice squad? Absolutely. It's, it's remarkable in of itself, and it's not to disparage his journey. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a feat that he's already achieved to be on this 90-man roster. He was not drafted. He wasn't signed as an undrafted rookie the way hundreds of players who go undrafted are. He showed up to Alameda, California shortly after the drafts, as an undrafted rookie. He was one of 30-plus players on the field, and, and so many of them didn't have contracts, and he earned one. And so that – in itself, again, is is not to be overlooked. It's it, it's it's very impressive, the road that this guy has has forged to to get here. So, um, barring uh, injuries, you know that uh, over, you know to the to the defensive line, you know all is, is is a beyond a beyond a long shot to make the 53-man roster. It's just so tough to break into the league as a defensive tackle. I mean, you look at what you know. P.J. Hall was able to do or really not do as a rookie. That was a second-round pick. You know, Mohurst Jr., you know, he could only have s- s- you know s- so many impactful plays in terms of being an interior rusher yeah. last year, and he was projected to be a fringe first-round pick if not for the heart issue. Uh, you got to go down the list. Eddie Vanderdose is a third-round pick. Uh, it's, it's difficult to make that transition from college to NFL, much less small college to NFL as an undrafted rookie free agent tryout success story and so uh, I think the expectations should be should be gauged I think we should appreciate what Ronald Ollie has done so far it's again incredible what he's done Um, but yeah this we we probably know how this story ends from a hard knock standpoint if you're just following the journey of the 2019 Raiders in training camp in the preseason you're going to see Ronald Ollie's fun personality and on September 1st I believe Leave is when final cut day is. You're you're going to see Mike Mayock have a, a, a likely a, a difficult conversation with Ollie, but that does not take away from anything that this young man has accomplished. And like I said, the 10 man practice squad, he's got a shot to make it if he really does impress and he really does show potential. He's a he's a ca- clear case of a developmental guy, yeah. someone you bring in you don't expect to be much of an impact if any impact year one, but if he shows enough promise. Longitudinally speaking, he could be someone you stash on your 10-man practice squad, you develop them, you practice with them, and then perhaps in 2020, he could be someone who pushes for a 53-man roster spot. That is likely uh, how things can go for Ali realistically. That's what he's got to be pushing for is one of those 10 spots.
1: We've always seen on Hard Knocks as well, like those storylines where they find uh, the Jared Goff's side of the uh, Earth does the sun rise and set kind of storylines. What was it? The, uh... He said that the sun rose in the west. He didn't know it like set in the west, rose uh. in the east. And uh, I believe it was Pharaoh Cooper was also in that scene with him, and neither of them knew the answer. So
0: there's gonna be As, <laughs>
1: <yeah>. <laughs> and with the Raiders I wonder how much this anti-vaxxer kind of storyline with Jalen Richard might come out, because it's on his Twitter that he's clearly against vaccinations for his daughter. And I I just wonder like is that something that we can expect to see on Harden? Knox, like, uh, or, or will it be more of the they're going to focus on other storylines, like, uh, you know, maybe who the Titans are going to be and how uh, somebody like Darren Waller is going to stand out above the crowd?
0: Yeah, I think they'll do it all. Um, you know, I, I don't know whether or not they're going to touch Jalen Richard <laughs> anti vaccination sentiment. And I'm curious as to whether or not Jalen Richard's opinion about vaccination has evolved since he received. A deluge of feedback on his social media feed because
1: it's still going. <laughs> yeah,
0: there's you yeah. know, science and medicine and other things that say you should definitely vaccinate your children. But um, that aside, uh, the way that the show is produced in terms of hard knocks, you know, it, it's very last minute in terms of how it all comes together to become this Tuesday evening. Program. I think it airs 10 p.m. on the Pacific Standard Time, but if you are on the West Coast and you have HBO Go, you can watch it the way the East Coast watches it, which is at 7 p.m. But for that to happen, for them to pull off this program and, and, and be able to show things that happen on a Sunday on a Tuesday night or Monday on a Tuesday, they have to edit things as kind of every storyline is its own show in a way and so they'll follow you know Derek Carr and his family and that'll be its own thing and then they'll sh- follow Antonio Brown and his work ethic and the crazy things that he does that really separates him from so many other athletes I've covered. Um, that'll be its own thing. And then uh, just the way it all comes together, it feels like the story of one team, but the way they're able to pull it off, is just this collection of stories within a single episode. So uh, there is uh, plenty of time uh, and plenty of ways that they can pull it all together. Well, we will see... You know, if, if there's a Raiders player who doesn't believe in dinosaurs or who thinks mosquito bites give him magical powers or whatever it may be, it'll it'll they'll find a way to edit it on time so that it'll be in viewers' homes come Tuesday.
1: And we will be doing a podcast every Tuesday during the airing of Hard Knocks. So you wanna make sure to keep up with us here at Vegas Nation, check all of our stuff out on the app, Vegas Nation app. You can find it on the App Store. And again, subscribe to the podcast, any place that you find your podcast. Or find us online at ReviewJournal.com slash Again, we are brought to you by STN Sports Mobile Stations Casino. And you can give Michael and I a follow on Twitter. And, you know, send us some you know notes after you listen to the podcast. Let us know what you think. At Gelken NFL And I am at Heidi Fang. We will be back soon from Napa talking all things Raiders and training camp related. So, yeah, Michael.
0: Rookies report, July 23rd. Veterans 26th. First full squad practice, July 27th, and pads come on July 29th.
1: That's what I'm excited for. Yes. The day the pads come on because that's when we start seeing what you're really made of.
0: You and coaches both. Yes. Very excited.
1: (laughs) All right. So we'll be back soon for uh, Michael and I'm Heidi Fang. Thank you so much for listening.